Welcome to the Gideon's Church Speaker Program, where our mission is to help develop more and better speakers. Whether you've been speaking for decades or just thinking about getting qualified, you will find valuable tips, lessons, and inspiration here. This is Sean Graver from the Tacoma Northwest Camp in Tacoma, Washington, and now, here is this week's episode. Well, we're going to do something a little different this week. Recently, I had the honor of presenting one of the educational sessions at the 2018 Pacific Northwest State Convention in Bellevue, Washington. Due to a last-minute schedule change, I was asked to start about 15 minutes ahead of schedule, so some people missed the first part. This episode will contain the entire presentation. I hope you find it helpful. Pastor, congregation, thank you for the opportunity to share this update from the Gideons International. Oh, pardon me, Pastor? Uh, would we like to have an offering taken? Uh, well, if, you, if you'd like to, it's, it, it's up to you. Thanks again. Have you ever heard a church presentation with that type of a closing? I was in an old, small church back east a couple of years ago, and my Gideon brother finished his presentation with just that much enthusiasm. After the speaker stepped down from the podium, the pastor asked one of the children to get a red wagon and to take it around the pews to collect an offering. The pastor then got up in the pulpit and implored everyone to contribute as much as they could to this vital and worthwhile mission. There were only about 50 to 60 people there, mostly families with small kids, and they didn't appear to be very affluent. I was in the front row when the young boy with the wagon finished his lap around the sanctuary, and brought it up to the pastor. It was full of cash. Now, this was due to the grace of God, a generous congregation, and the passion of the pastor. Our presentation missed the mark, but a few passionate words from the pastor changed the outcome. The pastor was more passionate about the Gideons than the Gideons were that day. So, what is the purpose of the church presentation? The primary and the sole purpose of that church presentation is to enhance the relationship with the local church. But you might say, well, how does the church presentation enhance the relationship? I mean, we're there to ask them for support, financial, or for prayer, or for membership. Well, let me answer that in a moment. But first, let's step back a little bit as we talk about communication. Back around 350 B.C., Aristotle described three types of communication that a speaker must use to effectively connect with the audience. He described those in, in the terms logos, pathos, and ethos. Now, now, logos is the logical foundation of your message. These are the factual elements of who we are and, and what we do. Pathos, pathos is the art of using illustrations or testimonies, in our case, to touch people emotionally. But ethos, ethos is all about your credibility. And now that's established by the amount of passion you personally feel for the message. Ethos or passion is very difficult to fake, and it's impossible to hide when you have it. It's the difference between a presenter who searched for a message to share because it was an assignment, or one who could not wait to share what he really believes in and is truly excited about. In The Connection, we have a tremendous resource of Speak Up training materials that will help you with two of those three elements, logos and pathos. You'll find all of the logical information, the facts and figures, and you'll also find lots of testimonies. But that third one, ethos, 
that can only be provided by you. Now today we're going to explore this critical third element, ethos or passion, and why you must incorporate it into your message because of what it gives to your audience. Why is this ethos so important? Well, ethos answers the question, why should I listen to you? And you know, whether we realize it or not, that's a question that we ask ourselves whenever someone comes up on a platform, behind a pulpit, or on stage about to speak, we decide pretty quickly if we're really interested in what they're saying. Now remember, we are there to intentionally pour into the lives of other people. If you don't believe that what you have to say can enrich the lives of the people you're talking to, you probably shouldn't be making the presentation. Let's go through a few things about passion or ethos. Number one, passion shows that you care. You know, passion shows you care by helping to share a common goal. Uh, here's an example. Oftentimes in our presentation, we may use this phrase. Our sole mission is to share God's word and change lives. Now, why do we say that? Well, is that something the congregation probably cares about as well? Yeah, sure they do. Now, passion also creates inclusion. Another good example, we typically try to bring that inclusion together by connecting our ministry and that church. For instance, it's not very effective to stand up there behind the pulpit and say, we're the Gideons. We do this, we do that. You know, look at us. This is what we do. Instead, we try to emphasize that the Gideons International is an extension of your church. And can you hear the difference that that makes to your audience? That inclusion is what makes the difference between an us and them relationship versus it's all us. We're all in this together. Passion is expressed in face and voice. It, it makes the message real. Let me repeat one of these lines as an example. Our sole mission is to share God's word and change lives. Not very expressive compared to our sole mission is to share God's word and change lives. It's a subtle difference, but it shows that I really believe what I'm talking about. I truly want people to get that message that we share God's word and change lives. That is important. We have to establish that common goal. So what is passion? Well, passion can be defined as strong emotion. Let me give you some examples of some passionate speakers. Some of these names you may not be familiar with, but probably you'll know most of them. Uh, Tony Robbins, Steve Ballmer, Martin Luther King Jr., John F. Kennedy, Ronald Reagan, Barack Obama, Bill Gates, Donald Trump. Now, their message may be very different, but one thing is certain. They believe in what they're talking about, and you can feel the passion in their voice. Now, we can't define or even point out the passion by reading a transcript of their speeches, because it doesn't exist at an intellectual level. It's a different part of our brain that identifies it, and we have really no way of describing it other than to say that we feel it. Now, it doesn't require high energy. In this list of names, and you do have some very high-energy people, Tony Robbins and Steve Ballmer. These are guys that bounce all over the stage, and they're very high-energy. But you also have people like Bill Gates, John F. Kennedy, Ronald Reagan, 
These people were not animated in their presentation style, but yet both groups spoke with great passion. Now, number two, passion connects emotionally with your audience. The testimonies are about real people. When you share a testimony, do you really visualize that person? Can you see them in your mind's eye? I try to see every detail about them, uh, their hair color, how old they are, how tall are they, what does their smile look like? Also, make it personal. Now, this can be a little challenging if the testimony you're sharing is not one you have firsthand knowledge of. However, you can create that same level of intensity. You may be able to take that story and visualize that person and really immerse yourself into the situation and what's going on. Let me share a testimony that is a first-hand account from our brother Jeff Audrain. He said, I can still see her. She was standing in a doorway. She was dressed from head to toe in black. A veil covered everything but her eyes. Now, he first noticed her when they were distributing the Word of God. He noticed her peripherally as she was running down the hallway. He saw this figure, her garb flapping in the wind. She ran, hoping that no one would notice her. But she came up and she hid behind the door jamb. And she caught his attention. And when he looked at her, she poked her head out around the doorway, pulled that veil away from her face, and she reached out her arm and said, Please, mister, a Bible. He will never forget that young woman. The desperation in her voice, the intensity in her eyes, the courage that it took to step out and say, Please, mister, a Bible. Now, see, I wasn't there at that Bible distribution. I did not meet this young woman, but that is the intensity in which Jeff Audrain tells the story. You also can tell it with the same intensity when you visualize the real people that are involved. Now, a passionate story also creates an emotional response, and it prepares your audience to respond and get involved. Now, remember, your goal is to enhance the relationship with a church. And one of the best ways to enhance that relationship is to get people involved. Prayer, time, money, either one builds the relationship between us. So we need to show them you care. You need to be able to connect with that audience. And you do that by looking at them. Often we get stiff and monotone when on stage, but they need to feel that you are talking to them, not reciting something from memory. When they feel that you care, they can allow themselves to respond to you. Now, the first question, remember, that we subconsciously ask ourselves when someone's starting to talk is, why do I care? So make that connection. Look at people in the audience directly. Now, no matter how young or old you are, your voice has power. You are an influencer. Now, some people think that if you're over a certain age, you shouldn't be making these church presentations anymore. I know we've heard comments from pastors to say, oh, send someone younger. I think this is misguided. I think this is really missing the target. I think what they're really meaning to say is send somebody with energy, send somebody with passion. I've seen brothers well into their 80s and beyond move a congregation to action. And I've seen brothers in their 40s fall flat. You know, 
as we get older, your voice may not be as clear as or as smooth as it used to be, but if the passion is in there, the congregation will hear it and they will feel it. Now, number three, passion moves people to action. Passion gives you the power to influence and elicit a response. Just because you have the microphone does not give you automatic influence, but the passion you present with does. Now, moving people to action connects them to our common mission and goal, and that is the key to enhancing the church relationship. Whether they become a prayer partner, a financial supporter, or a member, all of those things create a bond between the Gideons International and the local church. Now, someone in that audience may have been praying for an open door to serve in a ministry. Someone in that audience may have been praying for the right ministry to make a large contribution to. And someone in that congregation may have been asking God to show them someone who needs prayer. If you do not bring this passion, this ethos to your presentation, you may be denying them an opportunity that they've been longing for. And God's plan that day may have been for you to deliver the message that contained the answer to their prayer. The Holy Spirit may have been working on someone in that church and prepared them to hear your message. You never know how God is going to use you and your message that day. So prepare in anticipation of the great work that he may do. Now to review, Logos is the logical foundation of your message. This is the factual element portion. It's who we are. It's what we do. Pathos is using illustrations or testimonies to touch people emotionally. And ethos, ethos is all about your credibility, which is established by the amount of passion you personally feel for the message. Now, your audience must experience the emotions of your message. Without the emotions, it's just a statement of facts. You could have handed them a piece of paper. The enthusiasm or passion of your message will determine the level of emotions they feel, and it will also help them respond when you make your call to action. Passion shows that you care. It builds credibility and trust. Passion connects emotionally with your audience, and passion moves them to action. The easiest way to increase the passion in your message is through the testimonials. But here's the key. They must be memorized. You can refer to notes for any other part of your presentation, but not the testimonials. Read them over and over again until you can visualize the person, their hair color, their age, their smile, their clothes, their eyes. Practice telling the story often and over and over again until you can share it from memory. When I tell the story of the young woman dressed in black, I can see her as clearly as if she's sitting in the front pew. Now these stories, these testimonies are all about real people. But you need to make them real in your heart so you can tell their story with sincere passion. Only then can they become real to your audience. Well, let's talk about a little bit about application. How, how, how do you put this passion into your presentation? Here's a few tips you can use. Number one, animate. Move in purposeful ways to accentuate a testimony or a key point. Now, this doesn't have to be wild, exaggerated moves. Just the simple act of reaching out your arm during a testimony when talking about this young woman asking for a Bible, just reaching at your arm helps that audience get connected to that story even more. Now, using your voice effectively is another one. 
you know, tell the story as if you're talking to another person, a family member, a loved one, or friend. Your audience may be large, but remember, you're speaking to that woman in the third row. Oh, and that man in the back row. Make those connections, person to person. Number three, ask rhetorical questions. Help them feel the need and the urgency. Instead of just telling people how they can partner with us, just ask them, would you like to be part of this amazing, life-changing ministry? Let me tell you how easy it can be. Number four, lead them to a decision point where they can respond to your offer by telling testimonial stories from your heart. And in your call to action, consider tying it back to an earlier testimony. For instance, would you like to be the person who made it possible for other young women like the one at that school to receive the Word of God? Let me show you how. Number five, visualize the people whose lives will be changed by this ministry. Memorize these testimonials, visualize that person, and they will become real in your heart. And in closing, I want to share with you the best advice I ever received for public speaking, and it can be summarized in a simple acronym. Uh, it was coined by a man named McNair Wilson, and he said, your speaking preparation should be oiful. Now, now not awful, but oiful. Now, oiful is an acronym, O-Y-F-O-L, and it stands for on your feet out loud. Now, nothing is more effective to improve your presentation control the timing, and give you the confidence to allow a passionate delivery than practicing on your feet out loud. I encourage you to video record your presentation and then, most importantly, watch it. And if you're like me, that's the hard part. Uh, but I assure you, the benefits far outweigh the pain. Also, practice your presentation in front of a friend or family member. We don't do this as much at the camp level, but consider sharing a testimony or part of your presentation during a monthly camp meeting, even just for a few minutes, can give you some great feedback from in, in a safe environment from people that you already know well. It builds confidence, and it provides that safe, friendly feedback. When you do, make sure you ask your camp for advice on how you could show more passion in that presentation. Remember, you are an influencer. You have a voice, and you have a great message to share. And I want you all to do well. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Gideon's Church Speaker Program. We hope you found it informative and inspirational. If you or someone you know would be a great guest on an upcoming episode, send me an email at sean.graver at gmail.com. That's S-E-A-N dot G-R-A-V-E-R at gmail.com or visit our website at www.tgispeaker.com and use the password TGI for access. Proverbs 9.9 says, Instruct the wise and they will be wiser still. Teach the righteous and they will add to their learning. See you next time.